Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 75. Minute 75 starts with Sheeta jumping into the crow's nest, almost being blown away. And it ends with Pazu expressing sympathy for the deceased robot? Yeah. Maybe? We'll talk about it. So Sheeta does what Pazu did earlier, just yeah. jump towards the crow's nest. Yeah. She gets blown, almost blown away. Well, it seems like she she's doing it from the very last rung of the ladder. Yeah. Whereas Pazu did it from like the three or four. Rung. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised that Pazu made it since Shita gets blown away. Yeah, I mean. From a much nearer di- distance. What's their weight difference? Is Shita like way lighter than Pazu? She doesn't have as much gear, that's for sure. Yeah. She's wearing like billowy clothes. Yeah. So I the guess it makes sales? sense. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Shita reaches out to hug Pazu. Oh. We get the old. Ooh, that was scary. Yeah. She's just very brave. As they look ahead, we get the old three, three different cells moving at different speeds to introduce perspective. Oh, to simulate yeah. perspective, right? You get that old anime trick. Mm-hmm. It works, and we see that like it's working for them behind Shita and uh, Pazo as well. When we see them, yeah, get the same effect in the background. So these uh, speaking tubes. Let's talk about these speaking let's tubes talk about for a minute. These. Okay, so, so go ahead. They're not open in the crow's nest. Are they not? Right? Are they? Closed? Oh, you're right. So I don't know how how. That's a miss. That's a mistake, right? Yeah, that has to be a mistake. Could you hear through that if you had one so end open? there are open? two in the crow's nest. One of them obviously goes to Dola's to quarters. Room. Where does the other one go? The cockpit? I think the cockpit. You would assume. I would assume the cockpit. And then in Dola's room. So this is an interesting kind of scene here because we see... We see four? Yeah. Four of them. One goes up to the crow's nest, we know. Mm-hmm. One probably goes to the cockpit. Yeah. And then probably the one on the side there, I'm going to guess, goes to the engine room. Probably. Yeah. Or to, and maybe another one goes to like the docking bay, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, it's kind of weird how she has all of these in her room. But I mean, she's the captain. She's the captain. It's not that weird. It's not that weird. But she's got like a, a tassel and then a handle. Yeah, those two ropes. Yeah, one is the... I mean, one of them looks like, you know, you're like calling a, for a butler. Yeah, like a curtain yeah. thing. So I don't know, is that just a call for attention? Like in the cockpit or something? Maybe. But don't you do that by blowing through like the speaking tube usually? Or by screaming, yeah. Like you open the tube and you blow into it and that makes a whistle on the other end, right? Right. This is what I've gathered from watching movies. Okay, right. <laughs> and then you wait for the other person to mm-hmm. open their tube and speak into it. And is the other one is like is there like an emergency brake type thing? Maybe that she can do for a airship. Does that make sense? An that, emergency brake for an airship uh, for does landing? It, does it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I've never flown a plane before. <laughs> never flown an airship. Never flown this thing that never doesn't f- exist. Yeah, 
funny story. My one of my uh, elementary school friends, her dad's a pilot, and I, I think like last week she flew a plane. Cool. Is he like a commercial pilot, like for his yeah. job, or yeah? So you know the the pilot Pete's. Yeah. So she flew a plane there. Yeah. So I was like, "Whoa, my friend is doing something so cool while yeah. I'm just sitting in my room <laughs> taking notes on Laputa." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't cool. Is what you're saying? Oh, this oh, is okay. cool. Oh, I mean, great. but like in comparison to flying a plane. Okay, people from all over the world have listened. You know, people from Iran have downloaded this podcast. Just FYI. Oh, right. So I guess we are more global. <laughs> <laughs> Not to denigrate flying a plane. Flying a plane right. is cool. Yeah, when I was uh, working, yeah, when my previous job, one of the um, guys I work with, he has a plane out at this airport. Yeah. And we flew down to St. Louis for a fish show. Cause he's cool. also a big fish fan. It was pretty... Was it, it was cool? Pretty scary. Yeah. It was pretty scary. I mean, I'm not good with heights. So oh, it was right. a very small plane. Uh-huh. It was like a four seater. Right. So it was Yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah, there was one where like he was his who was taking off, um, he had to like turn to avoid uh, getting in the way of this big like a Southwest Airlines plane. Whoa. Yeah. So after that he's like, Oh, phew. And he like took took like a pretty sharp turn to avoid or something. And after that, I was like, oh, I bet we just scared a couple of people. And I was like, yeah, three of them are in this plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and he had to do it. Like, what he, we came in when he landed at uh, St. Louis, mm-hmm. a small airport near St. Louis. It was a little touchy because just as he was coming into the runway, this flock of birds like flew right in front of him like right across the runway i didn't really think of anything of it but after we landed he's like yeah that was that was a big deal you may have heard my exchange words with the air traffic control but whoops i guess it's too late to back out though yeah mm. all right yeah so we don't know if there's what kind of emergency brake yeah or what that, would be on with that stirrup looking thing yeah is that like an alarm maybe we already s- Two different kinds of alarm. You pull the lever, like a really loud noise goes off, and like the general quarters. <laughs> yeah, I guess she could stop all the propellers. That would be one. Yeah. Emergency brake type of thing. I don't know. All right. Okay. And then we've got like there's another handle above one of the speaking tubes. I yeah. don't know what that is. Maybe that's also an alarm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So. This conversation. So Pazzo has started to talk like Dola. Yeah. Heidi not. Oh, no. Like, get into this. Uh, get under these covers. Heidi not. Heidi not. Yeah. So this conversation. So she does like, I'm really scared. It's like, yeah, you should be. I really don't want to go to Lampita. I hope we never find Goliath. This is where Dola perks up. This is where Dola's like. But then Dola seems relieved at the next sentence, which she says, oh, the, no, the light showed the right way. So did Dola, was she afraid that Cheetah was steering them the wrong way? Maybe. I mean, I would be if I had, like, if the person who was directing me was like, I hope we never get there. Yeah. So uh, the positive says, you mean the robot? Poor thing. So it's translated, the subtitles is poor thing. So what he says is kawaii so. Yeah, kawaii so no. 
So I guess the whoever wrote the subtitles assumed that he was talking about the robot. Yeah. So, but as I was taking my notes, it occurred to me: is he is he feeling sympathy for the robot, or is he feeling sympathy for all the people killed by the robot? He says kawaiso, ano robato kawaiso, right? So yeah, I mean, why would she be afraid to find Laputa? Because she doesn't want the rest of the robots that might be there to be destroyed. Because she feels sympathy for them. Or is she afraid because she doesn't want those weapons unleashed on? Yeah, I don't think she like she's like. Well, I set a spell with this necklace with this pendant, and it activated a war machine. I don't want to go to Laputa and like do the same thing, right? I think that's what she's worried about. Right. So when he says Kawaii So, is it, who is he feeling sympathy for? I think the robot. Still, it's the robot. I think it's still the robot. So his reaction to her, his interpretation of what she's saying is... Oh, you feel bad for the robot. Oh, you don't want the robots on the... Pu- I mean, the logical... Right. Just kind of progressing his argument. Oh, you're for, you don't want to find Laputa because you don't want the robots that might be there to also be killed. Right. And... Right? Yeah. It's a little weird, right? Because yeah, in the immediate in the immediate kind of context, like the sentence by sentence context of this of this conversation, it sounds like he's yeah, poor little robot. Poor little robot. But that's not the basis of her fear, right? No, I think her fear is like destruction. <laughs> yeah. But that that takes us to the end of the minute. Yeah. Do you have anything any other notes? Is that Dola's clothes on her bed? Is that like next day's outfit? <laughs> Is that like a nightgown or like a robe? Maybe. It could be a robe. But she's wearing it's weird that she's wearing like that like headpiece to bed, right? Is that weird? Dola? Yeah, that's a little weird. I I don't think it's would it be comfortable? I don't think it would be that comfortable. You got a clasp like under your chin. I don't know. She's used to it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. She undid her braids. Yeah. Just kinda splayed out on the pillow. I guess she's not. She doesn't want to get the dreads. Oh yeah. I guess that's what would happen if she just kept them braided all the time. They'd eventually turn into dreads. Yeah. Be pretty sweet. No. No. (laughs) I don't think Dola's a dreads person. That's all I have. All right. See you next time. On Ghibli Ghibli Minute. Minute.